Hello and welcome to another sad episode of the Potters Podcast. After a terrible week for Nathan Jones and us Stoke fans, I'm Ian from Scholar Green, and this time a bit different. Mark's joined me on the phone. How are you, Mark? I'm not bad at all. I've had a great weekend of football. I can't hear you. What? <laughs> Only joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's been shocking, hasn't it? Another horrendous, horrendous couple of results. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it started at Preston, doesn't it? I mean, we're giving goals away for fun, really, weren't we? And the worst thing about Leeds is, as any other time, if you weren't having such a bad start to the season, you'd have took a draw against Leeds, wouldn't you? I think even if you'd have lost 1-0, you'd have probably gone, well, they are the best side in the league. It is what it is, but I, I don't know. I, ju- I just think it doesn't help matters, does it, when you get dumping either, when that, things aren't doing well. Well, I mean, going into the performance of Preston, I mean, I can't really say a lot because I was listening to you on the radios at work. We were just completely outplayed and outmanned by a team that, you know, financially is far underneath us. Players that supposedly are underneath us paid less, all this kind of stuff and then Leeds comes along and to be fair, we, we stood toe-to-toe with them in the first half for, prop, well, first 40 minutes, whatever and then literally crumbled after the goal I'm, I'm just at the moment at this at this term now where I'm starting to get angry with the board now because they're not coming out and saying things they're not coming out and helping the manager in any way, they're just throwing him under the bus all the time They've, they've come out now and said a new director of football is going to come in, but it's not about director of football. Why is Tony Scholes still still in charge of everything at Stoke City? Why aren't the coach family doing something about it? They say they've got a big passion about this club and they wanted to see it do well. Well, how come it's getting like the 90s? They kept making wrong decision, wrong decision, wrong decision, and it took us down to the old second division. And at the look of it, it's happening again. There's a piece in the Telegraph that somebody's pointed out to me today that some of the Leeds squad, well, squad and coaches had said that there's players in that Stoke side who are better than championship footballers and it's not working. Now, if people on the outside looking in are seeing it, then I don't understand why like the club itself can't see it. I mean, I've got slated again this week for saying about the board because as far as I'm concerned, you can't have that many players walk through that door and managers walk through that door and all have the same problem when you know for a damn fact that some of them players are good footballers. There's some good footballers at Stoke. Well, there is. There's some very good footballers at Stoke. Yeah. And, and the thing is, the bloke said to me on Saturday, he said, well, it's been worse in the past. Yeah, it has been worse. But that's but the, the past. Been lot, the squad's been a lot worse as well. The thing is, I always find that if you, if it's a football club, if you're a fan of a football club and you know for a fact that squad is not good enough to compete that season, I don't think you're half as angry at, at the club if, if you know for a fact it's like, well, we're going to struggle. We haven't got enough money. The squad's not good enough. We're too young. There's no experience. There's no... I can't see where we're going to score goals. People go, support the club, back the club and hope they can do something. The problem we've got is we have spent money, a lot of money, and, it, and and we're still looking at it and going, well, they should be doing a lot better than they are. Yeah, but like we have spent money and we haven't spent money. Like last season, we spent good money. We spent for the championship anyway, sixty-five million. This season, though, we spent nothing. We've bought in free transfers and they aren't working. But you've got what you paid for. When you bring in free transfers like Jordan Cousins, who's failed everywhere he's been, you know, you, you, it's simple as this: you, you've got what you paid for. You yeah. got him for nothing, and he's not good enough. 
Same with Tommy Smith. But I said this at the start of the season. Jones came out to start of the season. Right, I want young, dynamic players. We've bought one young player in. In Liam yeah. Lindsay. And probably Adam Davies to a push. The rest of them are all old men. Well, I mean, Davies... I don't know what's going on with Davies. I really don't know. But the fact is, at the moment, he needs to be our number one. Jack Butland's had his head turned. It's, his confidence is dropping because... Because you, you imagine now you're... Three years ago, you were England's number one. You were, you were yeah. definitely England's number one because you were number two to Joe Hart for, t for two years. You're definitely going to be the replacement for Joe Hart, whose performances were dwindling. And then all of a sudden, you get an injury. Up, come, up comes Nick Pope. In comes a young Jordan Pickford. In comes a experienced Tom Eaton, who's impressive. And all of a sudden, we get relegated because of poor decisions from the board and Tony Scholes. He ends up in the championship and nobody will pay that price for him. Which is probably unrealistic. Stoke wanted thirty million pounds for him. No way in a million years is someone going to play a, pay thirty million pounds for a man who's got relegated and is in the championship. He's so, got thirty million in the prep. You wouldn't have got it now. Well, yeah, but the fact is, if if a sixteen million pound offer came in and we were bringing Davies in, I would have taken it, and I would have taken it because I would have used that money to bring in two proper wing backs that for me were the most important positions in the pitch. Nathan Jones came in and said he wanted young, dynamic players. He wanted to change his style and bring attacking football. And how Stoke treated him, Stoke have brought 10 plus players in, none of them have got any pace, not a single left wing back. We've brought a right back instead of a right wing back, who's too slow to be a wing back and already been dropped for a young lad we've already had. And we've brought, and I, we've brought no pace to the midfield. So think, think as well, I always remember as well, before, the year before we went down, Lee Grant won Player of the Year, didn't he? Stoke. Yeah. Lee Grant yeah. had a cracking season for us, and then we sold him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, that was the season that Butlin got injured yeah. on England, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He got, he got injured. We was bought, he playing Germany? I'm not sure, um, but uh, Grant came in on loan, and then we signed him permanently in January because good performance. Yeah. But I honestly think the minute he put that England shirt on, his head's been turned for a lot longer than people are making out. Oh, of course it has, yeah. Of course it has. As soon as he put that England kit on, he was thinking, oh, I'm against Liverpool, I'm against City, I'm against Arsenal. That's what he would have yeah. thought. But the fact I is, it hasn't it. happened. I remember a couple of years before we went down, we played Norwich away, and Butland was in goal. And how we didn't lose that game, five or six against Norwich, is frightening. And he was, he was that good on the day. He, he must have had 20 odd saves and that was the Jack Butland I remember being looking at him going he is the next England number one he's, he's, he's a good keeper it's one of them at the moment like there's a lot of people having a go there's a lot of people having a pop at Jack Butland at the moment and I think it's undeserved in some ways because he's been a great keeper for Stoke he has really I mean he's been here a long time as well he's not He's yeah. not. and he was loyal last season he didn't have that because you've got to think he didn't have that pay rise that Allen and who else was it? Um, who else had a pay rise? Can't think who it was. There's two had a pay rise, and he didn't do that either because he didn't want to rob the club. But the fact is that Stoker in the wrong, really. If a 16 million pound offer came in this summer, you have to go. Fair enough. Let's let him go and let's get behind Davies now and, and think of the future. But instead, we go, we're trying to get 30 million pound for a goalkeeper that's lost his way. His head's been turned. He wants to go. He said that at the start of the season. That's we why. Well, well, I mean, did he, apparently there is. It's like twenty-five or thirty million, from what what we're hearing. But the nah, fact that you're, you're looking at the clubs that were interested in Jack at the start of the season, 
Well, for me, it should have been a sixteen mil- million pound in, in uh, straightaway payment, and then four years of instalments over two years, so it rises to twenty. And I would have gone, yeah. fair enough, you can have him with a buy on in the future if he moves on to a bigger club. Yeah. But the biggest, the biggest problem is, is that it's becoming a problem straight away because his performances have dwindled. We're not playing well, and I mean, right. So we'll go back to the le- we'll go back to the games we played this week, and we'll discuss where the, where the problems are. So we, look, we we watch them teams, and Preston haven't got a great... I, I mean, I like Preston, I think they're a good side. I said that, that they, they might creep into the playoffs at the start of the season. Got a good manager, they've got a good set of players. But they've got good yeah. young lads in the midfield. Strong, like Ben Pearson, Alan Brown, if he's still there, unless he's moved on, I'm not too sure. They've got good players. Yeah, but that's what I mean, they've got good players. And they, they don't yeah. spend a lot of money, they aren't daft in how they spend money. The reason why, I'm going to explain now to everybody, the reason why Stoke are failing. And it's not it's not the Jones. Jones has come in with a system of playing. So now if you're, so it becomes easy now. If, you're, if, you're, if your manager plays a certain way, you look at that and go, right, let's get players that suit the way he plays. Yeah. And all our signings, except maybe Duffy, and Scott Hogan, and probably maybe Liam Lindsay to a push, have all been poor signings that we don't need. We, we, we don't need any of them. Yes, he might have improved the mentality of the dressing room, but we have not, we've got too many players now. The window closes very shortly. Still, there's a lot of players that haven't gone. And Dye's still there, Butland's still there. All these players are still at the club, which is still going to drag down the mentality. But now we've got new players yet again. They have come through the door that aren't working. Tommy Smith been dropped. Davies can't even get on the bench. Um, Cousins probably going to get dropped now for the rest of the season. Probably get the odd substitute appearance because he's not good enough. And then you look at all the other midfielders. Joe Allen still plays. Etebo plays. Bought in last season. Klukas still plays. I mean, Duff, Duffy got a start at the start this week as well. So you're looking at this entire side. None of none of the signs have got pace. We brought in. It's, yeah. Powell's got to finish on him, and Duffy's got a bit of creativity. But the problem yeah. is that we've got Skulls in charge, and it's not just he can't. The thing is, they keep saying, "Oh, well, the manager gets everything he wants." Well, he clearly can't be because this is the fourth manager now that's failed under your transfer system, and you haven't changed don't, anything. Do you think he might have a look? To me, you've got playing not kicking a ball and haven't kicked a ball for over eighteen months. Stoke on massive wages, and. For me, if you're one of them lads coming in, you're thinking, why am I running around a football pitch kicking a football for half the wages while he's sat at home doing nothing, taking a paycheck every week? He can't be good for morale, that can't. I'm telling him now. Somewhere along the line, I'd have been terminating them contracts, Vimy and Boole, and getting them out of the club. Take your loss and get rid of them. No, but the, the, the thing that annoys me, right, Villa came down, and I know Villa are a bigger club, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. That they've got probably a bit more money than Stoke. Their owners are ambitious, though. They've spent big money every year, not just once or twice. Every year they've been in the Championship. They've thrown money at it to get out of this league. Yeah. And they didn't care about financial fair play because their aim was go up. 
and after three seasons, yeah, it was through the playoffs, but they went up. And the well, fact is, they had two seasons at the playoffs, didn't they? They lost in one of them. Yeah, but then you yes, look at you play. look at Stoke. We spent a load of money last season on Asbins. Not a single one of them was in form. They were all they're all sat on benches at the clubs they were at before. Ince, McLean, I could go on. But then we we look at what we brought in this season. We've literally flipped to the other scale where we've decided no, we're not going to waste loads of money on on these. We'll bring free transferred players that sit on the bench in instead, and then buy the odd little bit of talent here and there, like Lindsay. Like, eh, I'm struggling again. But <laughs> the, the, the simple fact is that. All we needed by this summer, and I'll be brutally honest, all we needed to get in was a right wing back, a left wing back, a centre back, and a holding midfielder. That's all yep. we needed to bring in this window. Just make the defence whole, quick wing backs that can break up and help. Yes, we might not be in a great high position, but we'll be around the playoffs. We won't be getting battered like we are now. The problem is with Stoke is that Tony Scholes is frightened to death of spending big money because it could go wrong again, like in Bueller, yeah. like. Berrinio, because look at his record. Now every time he's spent over ten million, it's gone. It's gone heavily wrong, except for Peter Crouch. Every other time, it's gone wrong. And Bueller, absolute waste of space. And Dai, waste of space. Berrinio, waste of space. Yeah, it's always gone wrong, Nancy. You know, and even Shakiri, some people class as a success. We bought him for twelve million and sold him for thirteen. You know, it's it's just brain dead. But this yeah. man keeps getting trusted by the coach family because they haven't got the bollocks to, to get rid of him. Yeah. So, yeah. for me, this is the big question. I know a lot of Stoke fans won't won't have this because 10 years ago he saved us, apparently. I think it's time for new owners, personally. I think it's time for a new direction with people who, who know what they're doing. Well, I've said it this weekend and got absolutely slated for it, but all I keep getting back is, well, look what happened last time. Well... We're not talking about the past, we're talking about well, now. Well, what happened last time? Last time it was Coates who put us in the crap then. Yeah. And the Icelanders had to come in and save us. Yeah. So, well, he's doing it again. can't keep bringing up the past though, can you? No, but this what I mean. They keep coming up going, oh yeah, but ten years ago. Yeah, but look at us now. Forget ten years ago, when he so-called saved us. Look yeah. at us now. Yeah. We're, we're circling around the drain to going back to the second division. Where he put us last time, and is he going to do? Is he going to do it again? Is he going to bottle job again and sell us at the end of the season when we go down, or if we go down, is he going to do well, it again? We look at that say go down at the moment. Yeah, because we've, we've got we've, the problem is now is that Nathan Jones has got to do something that's not in him. If you right, you go to Mark, you go to Jurgen Klopp now and say Jurgen, right, we haven't brought the players you want in, but we brought these ones. Can you make them work? What do you think Jurgen Klopp's going to say? No, thank you. I'm going to go back Germany and manage Bayern because they yeah. will do what I want. So basically, yeah. brought Nathan Jones in, brought got nothing he really needs, just got whatever we can for cheap, and gone right Nathan, make that into a team. Yeah. No, well, he'll do his best, yeah. and it's we the same enough, with Gary Rowett. But we had enough financial muscle last season to go and pick up. We have now. We, we have now. We've been in the black since we got relegated. Where's this money gone? I mean, we've been, a we've been in the Premier League for 10 years, rising and rising and rising in the financial leagues. Are we in this yeah. state now? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. pathetic how badly, and the, where the coach family, have they come out and started talking? No, they're, they're sat in their ivory tower because it doesn't look good on Bet365. But when we're, in the, when, we're in, when we're in, what's it called? When we're in the Europe and the FA Cup final, they were on TV every other day, Peter Coates was. Oh yeah, brilliant, yeah, Bet365. Every other day. Now, 
you can't get him on the tally because he won't go on because he knows he's the man he's the one at fault every every decision falls to one man Peter Coates because he runs and is the chairman of Stoke City Football Club so every book goes back to him and then they'll go like that, Tony, you take on it. And Tony Scholes manages this problem and then goes, yeah, but we give the manager everything he needed and throws it all on the manager, even though we know they haven't supported him. We have, we've got a transfer system that clearly doesn't work and it hasn't worked, not just for two years, not just for three years, it's had to work for six. You go back to Bueller who brought in when we didn't need him and he wasn't good enough. You go back to all these, all these transfers over the last five, six years. Well, it's the ones that have left as well. For seven, eight, yeah, it's, it's, not... it's been pathetic business all the way along. But the man is still in charge. What what worries me is is um, the interview of pre-season with Nathan Jones saying because he was pretty open and honest about the way the transfer system worked that he put four players in front of him and then depending on cost that that they choose like which one they could have. Yeah. And so, I guarantee so you, all four so were turned away. Well, that, 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 that four. So, so for instance, so say you've got you've got eleven positions, and he, Nathan Jones says, right, I want a left wing back. Either the four, my four, that I'd like to have. How many of them players that have been signed since Nathan Jones come in were his fourth choice? No. That the board let him have. No. So, yes, all I've seen on Facebook this week is. Sat the manager, sat the manager. Yeah, yeah. What crossed my mind is, is how many were his first choice? The only person I think he signed that he actually wanted off that list is Powell. I reckon that he, Powell was his man, he wanted Powell. He talked very highly of him. He talked, so well, I, I think he wanted Cousins as well. But if you're going to put it down to it, I'll, t I'll tell you them four. One of them was James Justin. One of them was Jack Stacey. One of them was probably James Collins that we weren't going to go in for because they wanted something like 20 odd million so that was never going to happen. No. Liam Lindsay I think was on his list because he liked him in League One. He made public, he made, he talked about him twice in interviews when he when he was a Luton manager. But how do you, but how do you know Liam Lindsay wasn't second on the list? No, he was second. Was yeah, he, he would have been he would have been third or fourth. His first choice was Matt Clark. His second yeah. choice was Scott McKenna, and his yeah. third choice was Liam Lindsay. Yeah. He was the cheapest of the three. Exactly. There you go. And then down to the board again. Yeah. So it's just I just think some some people are out there slating the manager a lot. Yeah, because yeah, they, they don't know who to blame and they won't blame the manager because they're scared to get hounded because they haven't got a pair of bollocks. That's the feeling with a lot of the fans. The thing is, the fans are turning on each other because everyone's got their own opinion on it. And because nobody will nobody will have a go at the Ivory Tower crew. That's why. No, no. But if you actually look back at previous interviews like I have done and look at them and, and say, well, Nathan was pretty honest about the, the way the transfer system works, which was the first time any of the managers over the last couple of years have actually said anything like that. They've actually said, I that you get four and you get pick one and it depends on the budget and how much he wants and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, we know that he wanted James Justin, that's why we were in for him. We know that we wanted Jack Stacey. But the fact is, we could have got them both. There's no yeah. question of that. I know Bournemouth yeah. are in the Premier League, I know Leicester are in the Premier League, but we can compete financially with them because we, 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 we're a club that's come down. We get, I, mean, I know the bigger clubs... Now, without question, especially Leicester, they won a title. There's two other left backs at Leicester that are going to get in ahead of him. So yeah. if you went to James Justin, right, whatever Leicester back give you, 
we'll give you the best we can, but you'll be left back for this season. Yeah. So you're going to be definite playing every week. If you go Leicester, you're sat on a bench, and you, you might you might be going out on loan next season, but you won't play football. Here, you'll earn similar money, and you'll be playing next season. Yeah, but it's like some of the players who went Derby last season. Because some of the players who went Derby last season on loan. Why would not all scouting teams look at these players? Because they cost money. That's why. Harry Wilson on loan. Yeah. He's an absolute stroke of genius for yes, Derby. Yeah, I mean, you look at, right, let's have a look at Derby's loan signings last season. So you have a look, you've got Mason Mount, who's now in the Chelsea team. Uh, Harry Wilson, who's now in and a part of the Liverpool side. Uh, no, Tamori. He's got Bournemouth on loan. Who? He's got Bournemouth on loan. Oh, Wilson has. Well, yeah, yeah, that's an improvement, though. He's got. He's, he's now a Premier League midfielder. Yeah, so, he's always good to us. <laughs> yes, there you go. So there you go. They, they brought in loans that were going to make a difference. That's why they nearly went up with a very old, tired squad. But you yeah, look at exactly. those loan signs and you look at ours. Scott Hogan. What? Yeah, struggling. 15 appearances in the last two seasons, nine goals or something like that. Not really ready to go. Knackered. Duffy. He'll need a break come Christmas, he will. Yeah, he will. He's, he's knackered now. That's why he's been dropped. Then you look at Duffy. How old is he? 32. Yeah, he, so you've got so one good season out of him. Yeah, so but you, you won't. Because I don't think he's fit. That's why Sheffield United dropped him down and loaned him out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's whatever drops with us. There's no, There seems to be no brains in how we do anything. I mean, I wouldn't mind it if we just... Because for me, like I've told you at the start of the season, left wing back, right wing back, a new holding midfielder and a centre back, and then loan the forwards in. From Man United or from Man City or I don't know from wherever, but instead we we just get get all these players in, none of them worth none of them worth a million pound at best, and then chuck them all at the manager and go right Nathan sort it out. Yeah. You've bought nothing to want, yeah. But to be honest, try to be your honest, best. Well, Liverpool and Man City's reserves would be awesome. Oh yeah, they would. Fucking, I, I mean, Max know. reserves. Yeah. We struggle against Max reserves. Never mind now. The fact, the fact is that we, we we look terrible and you can tell that the manager hasn't got what he needs. He hasn't got the tools to do. So he's now got to go against his own nature to try and get results to Stoke, like Gary Rowett had to do. Because again, he didn't get the players he needed. The fact yeah. is that we, we look around and, and you can guarantee, and I'll tell you what, a scout that I spoke to years ago told me exactly how you know who a club's been linked to. Because he said, once, like links when you get linked to a player in the press, they normally yeah. come from somewhere. They don't come from fresh air. They're not made up by Dave down the road. They, they come from somewhere. Even it's an inquiry. Even it's just a, an ask. Even an offer. But there is interest there. If you remember when Gary Rowett first came in, we were being linked to Ben Osborne, being linked to Ben Pearson. We were being linked to Dwight Gale, Matt Ritchie. Um, who was that centre-back? I can't remember that centre-back now. But there was a centre-back who was quite good in the championship even Conor Hudson were being linked to as well and yeah. then and then of course Benny Kofobi so at the time Etebo came in out of nowhere and then Benny Kofobi signed and then it went and if you remember it went quiet for about a month where nobody really came in and that's because they were, they were not they were negotiating for those players he wanted but we were nowhere near their fees yeah so after a month we realised oh we better go for lesser targets apparently Matt Ritchie was done he was very much interested in coming to Stoke, very happy about coming to Stoke. It's all come pretty much out, but Stoke wouldn't meet because. But the reason why apparently the reason why Rowett backed out of Ritchie was because yeah. he, because he knew he knew that Tomins was less and he could use that money in other areas. Why are we still doing that? Just get in and get the other player as well. 
if you buy if you do that principle on a younger player so say say you've got two young players that you're interested in and one of them's slightly cheaper and you go well I'll have the cheaper one because I want to spend the money in other areas you know for a fact that that younger player has got a lot of time on his side to get better anyway you start playing about with that with people who are 28, 29 that could be a matter of whether you finish going down or, or staying up oh yeah, yeah it's like the problem is is that bit, extra bit of quality that you were going to buy would have been I don't know say 20 odd points a season whereas with a kid doesn't always matter too much because as a kid you're buying them for the future you're not buying them for now you, you, somebody who's going to come in and do a job for you for 15, 16 games a season it, the thing is when you start cutting corners with money I understand that sometimes you can't spend silly money all the time I mean you've seen it before right? you? certain clubs yeah, but we never have we never have ever. you don't want to do a Portsmouth do you where they bought everyone in the Premier League and they just couldn't afford it yeah well I mean we, we've never we've never done this the problem is though it's like last season if you look at the lack, lack of structure and what we bought we bought him we bought him we bought him we, you know we bought McLean we bought Tom Ince we bought Klukas we bought Ryan Woods we bought loaned in Ashley Williams Cuckoo Martin and all these other players we were just bringing in players and going right that'll fill, that'll fill the hole instead of going right let's spend more on Richie let's spend a bit, a bit more on Gale and then let's spend this on a defender and then we'll look at some young lads to loan in to fill the other positions to help the manager out that's how you're supposed to do it but instead we don't and it's obvious that, like I say, with the links at the start of the season, players we missed out on. Same as this one as well, when we missed out on James Justin. But everyone goes out and goes, yeah, but Leicester came in. Yeah, it doesn't matter if Leicester came in. He's, sat, he's going to be sat in the reserve team for Leicester for a season. Now, Stoke went in and offered him the same wages. What would you do? What would you do? Go join Stoke, a team that might go up, with a manager you know very well who's brought you on, and they're willing to offer me 35 grand a week the same as Leicester, which we can comfortably afford. Why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we doing it when we know he's only 20 years of age? We know there's, we know he's got bags of ability and speed and talent. So why aren't we doing it? Yeah. £9 million is a bargain for a player of that quality. I mean, yeah. Bournemouth have got him for £3 million. We can afford give folks. We paid four for Tommy Smith, a 28-year-old has-been. Yeah, wouldn't have paid a million for That's him. what I mean. Bournemouth have got a talented young lad who's 23 who's been impressing for, what was it, £3.2 million. Yeah. And we, we spend more on an has-been that can't get in a relegated Huddersfield team. Yeah. So yeah. somebody explain to me where the logic is. But everyone, but the, a load of Stoke fans are still blaming Nathan Jones. Yeah. But the thing is, so what, I don't, what I don't understand sometimes is, is if you go and look at other squads, normally if you ask 10 people who they'd sign, normally majority of the 10 would pick the same. Now with Huddersfield, the only person I would have signed for Muddersfield when I went down was Aaron Moy. He's the only one I would have had. I would have had Pritchard if I think Pritchard's a decent midfielder, I did. I mean, Moy, I remember Moy playing for Man City. And um, a couple of lads I know who play, played against him in reserves had said um, that he was the best player in the block. But he didn't make it at City for obvious reasons. But, he's a good um, player, yeah. He is a decent player, yeah. He's a good player. I remember him playing Man United when they first went up. And he absolutely bossed them off the park. Um, and, I mean, age isn't on his side, but if you were going to buy somebody over 28, he is the sort of person who'd buy. I don't think he's that he old. Put that field out, bought him, replaced Joe Allen. Um, but this is the 
thing, the fans can see these signings. The ones who were Orton's. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of fans who, who I talk to and think, well, they, you know, you're not looking into it enough, but at the end of the day, majority of fans can see these players when they're coming through and think, like Matty James at Swansea, we played Swansea and looked at him a, a couple of seasons ago and went, where's he come from? Do you know what I mean? And then the next minute he's signed for United and you're thinking, why are we not having that player that we've picked up from nowhere that no one's heard of? And then all of a sudden, every man and his dog wants him. Because we won't pay. Simple as well, that. It's Tyrese Campbell that play. Tyrese Campbell, I think, is a talented young lad. But yeah. he's nowhere near the first team. Where, where's Sam Vokes, who we spent £9 million on? Who didn't do too bad in pre season or the end of the season last year, did I mean, really? You've got Gregory as well. Now, I like bits of Gregory. I think Gregory is okay. But not he's, he's not, he's not going to score 10 goals a season. There's no chance in a million years. Not so, better than Sam Vokes. Well, I mean. As far as I can see, Sam Vokes at the end of the last season, Bobby looked at it, because he looked confident for Stoke. I know we didn't finish well, but what he did do and when he scored and stuff, he looked at him and thought, he could be playing for Stoke Cultural for the next few years. And yeah. then for him to go pre-season and score as many goals as he did, and then they go, oh, Sam Gregory from Millwall. How's that confidence done him any good? Well... bought another target man in and thought, well, why? The fact the fact is that we look good in pre-season and the reason we look good at pre-season there's no pressure on you the system looks okay we played against teams that were lesser than us you know teams that weren't very good apart from maybe Leicester who half turned up anyway so confidence was high everybody was happy and then two players who played well in pre-season have kicked the ball yeah and Valinda and Jarvis yeah Jarvis Jarvis I think he really impressed me. I think I think he'd be better than what we've got now, to be honest. And this is this is the problem now. When when you're looking at it, we bring two players in, Duffy and Powell. Powell's been injured already, which isn't helping his credit. But he did note in the first two games anyway, really, apart from the shot where he put it just wide of the post. That's so. I'm not really. Woo! Powell's back. You know, I don't really care to be honest. I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm just looking at this entire squad. And I'm thinking, I'd rather see the kids play because at least there's something there that might might come in and do well. Because at the moment, every week, there's no performances from them. These are players that are falling. Well, the thing is, we did, at the moment, in the last few games, we've barely had a lot of the ball. Now, Jarvis is so quick, and so is Belinden. They could be the sort of games like Leeds. You know Leeds are going to have a lot of the ball against you. They're a good team, they hold the ball well. If you're going to beat Leeds, you've got to beat them on the break. And all we did is have the likes of Gregory up front and stuff. To me, if you're going to play a team who have a lot of the ball, you have pace up front. Because the minute they make a mistake, that's when you kill them. Straight away. If, if you, you don't sit there and go, I'll tell you what, we'll put five in midfield and we'll have a big target man up front. What for? What for? Because they're that quick going forward, they'll just get that just as quick coming back and they'll cut the ball out straight away well if you remember in the first half I can't remember I think it was Etebo who knocked the ball back and got I think it was Duffy away Duffy was one on one and then before you knew it Liam Cooper I think it was or one of the lead centre backs had caught up with him took the ball off him and got Leeds back in, in possession up the pitch now I'm sorry that play that to me instantly I'd drop him after that if you aren't quick enough to outrun a defender who you've got three yards on, then it's time yeah. to pack in. 
if you're an attacking yeah. player. If a player, if you're an attacking player and you've got three yards, one on one with the keeper, but a centre back can catch up with you and tackle you, you should you you should you're in the wrong game. You're in the wrong position. But this is the time now. This is the time for Tari's shine because we've got nothing losing anymore. Tari's Campbell might as well start for me. At the end of the day, all he ever gets is ten minutes. Yeah. And then everyone sits there and goes, "Well, why is he not doing nothing?" Because he only gets ten minutes. Because I, I could I could tell from watching him, he's not a sub. I could I could no. tell I could tell from him, he's he's, he's like Ian Wright, who would think never scored off the bench. Some players yeah. have to grow into games, and if they're on yeah. for ten minutes, you can't grow in a game because by that point, the ball. Is that last week? There's loads of Prem players, won't they? In the past, do you remember? Who's your favourite off? Sometimes if I just look at him and think, if I was your if I was your coach, I'd be slaughtering it. Do nothing for 70 minutes, then he scored twice and win the game. Who's he did? He didn't see Van Persie at Arsenal. He was another one. Don't do nothing for 25, 30 minutes and score. Jogba, they're all them sort of players who, they've got to start the game. And then within 10, 15 minutes, they start getting a feel for how the opposition are playing. They know where they need to be. And the next minute, they've scored. And like I say, I just for me, when you're struggling, and let's face it, we'll play Leeds on, is it Tuesday? And they'll come at us. They'll come at us again. They oh know. yeah, but you sit their points this time, so I could see four, five this time. Yeah, they uh, can put uh, us under pressure, and they know we'll crumble. Well, now, at the end of the day, why don't we just play the kids? Why don't we put Melinden on the wing? Why don't we change this formation? Get Jarvis on as well. Let him run at him a bit. He's fearless. We saw that in pre-season. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, he's I, not bothered about wages. It, he's not bothered about what's it that Vim is sitting there. Scratching his arse, earning a fortune, he could care less. All he cares about is putting that stoke shirt on and kicking a football round. But the, the, the big difference. This this is where it comes down to it, though. Like Jones has said, he doesn't like wingers, and he likes playing a, a, a formation that works in this way and that way. I mean, this weekend we had a, a very young centre back lineup, and Collins is impressing me. To be fair, he's a young lad that's been impressing me. But how come it takes? A big club to come in with a transfer offer or be interested in one of our youngsters for him to all of a sudden become a first team player. Yeah. Literally, Nathan Collins has gone from being a youngster that nobody knew about to being a regular first team starter within what? He's captain now. He's, he's, is he 21 yet? Yeah. So, again. We'll get Jarvis in. Let's get Jarvis in. The, the fact is that Jar- Jarvis impressed me in that half an hour for tra- that half half time for Tranmere than any any cameras since we've been having him. Even Bowian, well, yeah. not so much Bowian, yeah. but he, he, he just looked he, he looked fearless. He looked like he, he, didn't, he wasn't scared to take a player on. And if but every every young player, mate, every young player who I've ever seen who has had any sort of ability, whether it be playing for Stoke. Or any of the top sides will make mistakes. The kids, that's how it works. They will make mistakes. But what they will do is terrify the opposition if they're quick. Yeah. Ronaldo was the same eating mistake all the time. But the thing Too is, it, it's, it's, not, not the it's, not, it's not as kids who are letting us down at the moment, though, is it? It's the experienced players like Danny Bath and Tommy Smith exactly. and, and all these other ones like Joe Allen. What's Joe Allen doing for this 50 odd grand a week? The man's. Yeah. I, I don't get what's going on. I mean, we have got good players there. He should be smacking balls in the back of the net every five minutes. But the fact <laughs> is, he's, he's not. He's not doing anything. 
He looks, yeah. he looks like a mid-table championship player within yeah. two seasons. And it's like, right, we'll go into the next bit of what I want to talk about. Benny Kafobi has scored three goals in three <laughs> games since leaving Stoke. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> he's, he's gone from being Benick Lightbourne to Benick Sharon. See, this is why I aren't aiming my frustration at the manager. I'm aiming my frustration at the board. Can't aim it frustration at the manager anymore because it, it, it's it's happening over and over again. Doesn't matter who's in charge. At the end of the day, players are coming in with good reputations, good CVs, and falling flat on their arse as soon as they get it. Can't keep blaming it four different managers for it. There's got to be something more poisonous in the club. That's why it keeps happening. We we know what the problem is now, and I think the fans are slowly starting to wake up to it. We've got a we've got a, we've got too many scholars who's got too much power. They've said now that there's a new director of football is going to come in aimed solely to help Nathan Jones. Well, I'm sorry, that should have been done. That should have been done last season when he yeah. when he was thinking. Cartwright should have been shifted out within two weeks, and that director of football brought in now. It's too late now coming out. For six matches into the season when the window's closed going oh I will bring you a director of football and help him he's going to get sacked by them because the fans fans are going to turn on him well yeah. done Stoke oh in September a new man's coming in out Jones he won't be in the job by then if it carries on what's, what's the thinking in Stoke on it the, the brain dead I, I mean ha, this, this shows you if Denise was running our club instead of them two clowns John and Peter oh my god what a club we'd have now she takes no shit I tell you and yeah. the, the crap that comes out because the, them two have got no no brains at all. Every business they have fails. The only one that yeah. succeeded is Bet365, thanks to Denise. Yeah. I mean, John Coates now is running the club. He's out of his depth. He hasn't got a clue. Ever since he's taken over as chairman, we've literally nosedived quicker than anything I've ever seen. Like the other yeah. businesses. Like he's up the catering business he took over. Like I think it was Wright's Pies or something else they owned. All nosedived when John Coates took over. So why has he done it again? He's put John Coates in, we've gone from being ninth in the Premier League to looking like we're getting in League One. So yeah. Peter's got to grow a pair and say, right, Denise, are you going to run this club? And if she says no, right, it's game for sale then. We're going to bring somebody in who's got a bit more ambition. Because we can't keep going like this just because, yeah, but who's going to come in? Well, Leicester, before the blokes from King Power came in, said the same thing. Look at them now. Look yeah, at Leicester now. What a Premier League. Yeah. Definitely a top nine Premier League club every season from now on. Got a good manager. Buy good players. There you go. But instead, yeah. we've got these two clowns. Peter's obviously too old to do it anymore, which is fair enough. I hope he retires and has a good, good the rest of his life. He did save us at one point. But John is putting us in the ground. And I'm sorry, Peter's got to do the right thing and say, I'm sorry, son, you're doing this wrong. We're going to have to move it on. Well, that's the thing that, that crosses my mind when people have slated me for saying about a change of ownership. Are people still going to be banging on about Peter Coates when he's long gone? Well, that's what I mean. In, in 40 years' time, going, we're not getting rid of the Coates family. 48 <laughs> years ago, they saved us from you what? when he's done, manners? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was only about 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was 30, I was 20 odd when he did that. I'm now 86. <laughs> it's simple as that. I mean, these players have come in and, and got off score. I mean, Bojan scored again at the weekend for, for Montreal Compacts or whatever they're called. The fact is that you've got all these, you've got all these 
players that are going off and doing quite well. For, I mean, just on Bojan briefly, on Bojan, the, the, the American move, to me, I've thought about this before, when you've got players who are struggling or not in the best of form, America's a great place sending for me. Oh, yeah. It, like, I'd have said Bojan America two years ago because it's such a, such a sort of, without taking the mic too much, it's such a poor league. Anyone could go over there and score 20 goals and get the morale back up and come back. It's no point sending him like into the Spanish La Liga or somewhere lowly like Deportivo or somewhere and going, well, we've got Barca away first game. <laughs> we lost 9-0. <nine> <laughs> well, that's done with morale loads have got that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 his confidence has jumped through the roof from leaving Stoke. So we have to start thinking, it's simple as this now, we've had four different managers who've all so, so far failed in the transfer market. So say it is their fault. But what's the common dominator that's been, in, that's been a part of all them four transfer problems? Cartwright and Scholes. Now, fair enough, Cartwright's going. Too late if you ask me, but Cartwright's going. For me, the problem's Scholes. We all know what the problem is. So, right, so we've seen these players move off and do well. So we're now going to go into discussing, are we going to go down this season? It doesn't look good, does it? No signs anywhere to say that, that we can think. Well, you know, we are playing terrible. Like, really, are open, wide open at times. I mean, don't be wrong. Leeds first forty minutes, I thought we're defending quite well. To be fair to them, but I just I don't see where all these goals are going to come from. The team keeps changing week in, week out. There's no. He, he, he seems a little bit panicky on who put on and who not put on. I suppose that's what you get for buying a load of players and ending up with a massive squad that you don't know what to do with. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if we're still like this at Christmas, the January window's going to be massive. Well, I'm going to put it this way. I've, I don't think Coates will get past Christmas. Uh, Jones will get past Christmas. And, no, it's, and it's a massive shame. It's a really massive shame because he's a good manager. There's no question. He doesn't have that record at Luton if he's not a good manager. He's got a way of playing and that board know what they're doing and have got him what he needs. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Now you look at Stoke, it's not just miraculous that we've had four managers that have all failed. So for me the problem is, by, like I just said, by the time September comes around, this new director of football comes in to help Jones, he'll be sacked. Because the fans have already, the fans have already turned, really, after week one. Again, like they did with Rowett, because that's how that's how bad our fan base can be. Yeah. Our fan base. My dad said it was like that in the seventies and eighties. He said it, Stoke fans have always been toxic. Toxic. They always make a decision like that, and it's done, and they won't change the mind. Even if they went on winning the league cup, like my dad said to me, there was still because Warrington didn't start his first couple of seasons very well, and people had made the mind up. He's a crap manager. And he said yeah. to me, there was those fans who made that decision were still thinking that even when he won a cup. Because he just yeah. he just made the decision. For me, the problem is now is that we're in this horrendous position now because I think if we do sack Jones, if we do sack Jones, I think we could go down unless, like I say, Pulis comes in. The problem is with our club, it isn't set up for a manager that builds things because we've got owners that in, in a board and in skulls and all these things they don't know what they're doing they don't yeah. they don't understand football for me and it's clear it's obvious they don't 
You know, when you look at like Leeds, you look at other teams that get promoted, you look at Derby, you look at this, you look at that. They've all got people in director of football roles who've done it for years and have been successful here, there and everywhere and have moved to them clubs for more money. Bournemouth have got one who's very good, who spots these talented young lads, he knows what he's doing. And he'll go, right, get him before someone else moves in. Doesn't matter how much it costs, get him before something else happens. Like the bloke at Southampton, I can't remember his name, I think he's Swedish. If it wasn't for him, they never would have got Sado Mane. That's where we're, where we're going. So for me, the only kind of manager that's going to work at Stoke is a manager like Pulis that can literally the turn is, a jewel out of a dog shit. But say for instance now, say for instance you woke up tomorrow and Nathan Jones had been sat. And they said, right, we're bringing Tony Pulis in. Which, don't get me wrong, I've seen a lot of fans who are quite happy to take Pulis back again at the theatre. Each one of them saying, well, he'd be able to sort it. I think it'd end up being a bit of a baptism of fire if he came in. Because the problem is, he'd come in, and the likes are in Bula and Vimma and all them. He'd cause an absolute rupture between everybody. He'd be like, you out the door, don't want you here. <laughs> you out the door, you're not good enough. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be like an episode of a soap. It'd be, it'd be horrendous. Because the thing is, he's got such high standards, Tony, hasn't he? Yeah. That these ones who are taking the mech would be through the door. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I think I think he would sort out the people who are causing the problems. I do. But it could be like a Jacqueline Hyde thing where it's like, well, you did sort the problem out, Tony, but at the same time, you left us with a really thin squad because everybody left. And then, <laughs> but also as well if you think Tony Pulis Jarvis will never get in the team no. um, Tom Edwards will probably get loaned out um, Lindsay probably won't be his cup of tea as well Tom Ince is too fast it's, it's, Tom Ince no chance because he, 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 he can't play on the left side so he's got no chance he doesn't, yeah. like, he doesn't like wingers that come in so Tom Ince will be out the door within minutes to be honest the fact is that he'd come in and he'd want big changes and it's not funny that before we give Paul Lambert the job that Pulis was spotted at Bet365 and Peter, yeah. Peter apparently was going was gonna to offer him the job to come back for a third time and, and keep the club in the league but he decided against it. I don't think he'd come back Stoke now. I really don't. I don't, I don't think I think he's at that age now. I think he's lost uh, motivation for it now, Tony. Because yeah. he's become one of those managers that he never really wanted to be. And that's one of those managers that goes into a club, sort of saves him. And then the fans get so-called bored of his football. And then he's sacked as soon as they go on a bad stint. Well, that's sort of what's happened everywhere he's gone, isn't it? Yeah, since he's left Stoke, it's pretty much exactly what's happened. He happened to him at Palace. West Brom. Yeah, well, West, West Brom. Brom. Well, as soon as he left West Brom, they were freefold, didn't they? Oh yeah, it's the worst decision West Brom made was getting rid of Tony Pulis because the fact is they just went through a bad stint and like I say, at the moment whenever the problem with Pulis because of his, his, his way of playing is so direct and not great to watch at times fans quickly listen to the fanfare and the, and the press don't like managers like Tony Pulis they don't because they, they love football being Spanish and, and Dutch where it's all pass, pass and this, that and the other Yeah Andy says what he thinks, and the press don't like that either. Yeah, uh, but the, the thing... He's in the same, the same calling card as like Ian Holloway, isn't he, and the award yeah. and stuff. But the fact is, if we brought in a manager like... If we brought Pulis back in and say he decided, go on, I'll have a third stint at Stoke, yeah, he'd probably save us this season and everything would be rosy. He won't get that squad promoted. 
unless he gets money. Yeah. I don't think he joined Stoke anyway because of his. Um, He's, he never got on with Tony Scholes never got on with him which is one yeah. of the big reasons why he completely fell apart because basically before Peter was always on Tony's side Peter loved Tony he probably still does to this day yeah. but it was John who sort of started taking over and said I want the club to move in a different direction in that direction being League One so the fact <laughs> is that if Pulis wouldn't come back so all these fans that keep coming out and going, bring back Tony, bring back Tony and all this, he wouldn't come back. He's not going to come back and work with the man who made his, his time at Stoke Hal, which was Tony Warrington. It, Tony Warrington. Can't be Tony Warrington, he's a lad. <laughs> Tony Scholes. Because he never got in with him in the first place. Scholes didn't like Pulis because he always went over his head. Because before it used to be John Rudge and Pulis, and then of course Peter Coates. So Scholes was just like a chief executive that had no power I think it's the fans that to blame slightly why I left in the first place aren't they oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and the, the thing that makes me laugh is when I look on the Facebook when I look on like Stoke Loud and Proud and all this that and the other the people who were slagging him off are now the ones going oh bring back Tone bring back Tony <laughs> <laughs> you wanted him sacked since it's eight years ago yeah but the, the thing is you, don't get me wrong I remember remember it just because I was laughing my head off at the time I sat next to a lad in the Boothen end and it, we'd lost 2-1 at home to, to West Brom they scored a free kick about two minutes from the end or something and this lad turned to me and he went he's out of his depth now and I looked at him and I went we're in the FA Cup final two years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what I mean the Stoke fans are just at, at times they make me laugh because they're so two-faced, you've, you've probably got like forty. You've got probably like thirty percent who are like, don't like him. I've had enough. Then you've got like thirty percent who are like, yeah, come on, let's give him a chance. Let's give this man a go. And then you've got like the ones in between that just go with whatever changes. So if, if, if get him out and swaps to forty percent, they're with them. And if, if it starts getting some results, wait there. Let's go on that side. Let's go on the keep him inside. Well, that's how it works. Oh yeah, he is to me, he's the best manager I've seen in Stoke, simple as that. I mean, that, that time when he ran on the pitch at the second half, was it a fan, was it? Something? Yeah, his mother had died that, uh, that day or the day before, yeah, and he came back to cheer the boys on. He ran, he ran on that pitch, I don't think he was rocky. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what it was, it was an incredibly great thing to see, it was one of them, that'll go down as one of your big memories at Stoke. But yeah, the fact is, he is a legend. I mean, he's, he is a legend. We all know he's a legend. But the fact is, we've got to move on now. The man's not the man's not old, young either. I mean, he's got to be sixty odd now, surely, Pulis. The fact yeah. is that we've got a good young manager there, and the board have let him down again. We had a good young manager in Gary Rowett, and the board let him down again. Well, I still stand by the thing. I think Rowett should still be in charge. Well, I mean, we we're, weren't losing. We were, didn't know it's a tough division, and it was about trying to solidify things last year and it was like have you lost a game well the, we haven't lost a 10 uh, the, the, uh, we'll get rid of him the problem is it was a big, the, the thing is with Gary Rowett and Nathan Jones has fallen on his own sword at the same time as well they've come out too early and they've both come out and said big things when we weren't ready they were trying to run before they could even stand up let's be honest yeah. and yeah. It's, it's got it's got basically going to get both managers sacked yeah. now 
for me, again, if I was to press or anything like Tony Scholes, I mean, if Jones came out and was right, what, where do you think you're going to finish this season? Anywhere, anywhere better than last year? We're going to try and solidify and finally get this team getting starting to get performances in and get people proud of it. But he didn't. Yeah. He said, "Oh, aims go, go automatic." I'm like, we can't even we can't even defend for twenty minutes. Never mind ninety. And you're coming yeah. out and saying that we're going to go up. Well, I know we laughed about it last season um, about the the one thing you shouldn't do at Stoke when you when your first game is going uh, cheer the booth and then Mike Kamara did. But at the end of the day, he did that in his first game. We rock bottom of the championship, and you're thinking it really it is an omen that you do not want to. If you come Stoke as a manager and you win your first game, do not go over to the booth and end up cheering. Well, I mean. Uh, it's simple as this, is that last season we didn't look great, but we looked all right at the back on the Jones. We, we looked like we were getting there. And then somehow we've weakened the squad with a window, which again makes me confused. How have we weakened this team with a transfer window and bringing 10 players in? But I think that proved just how indispensable Ryan Shawcross is. Yeah, but this is what I mean. Again, again, again as, fickle, as fickle fan base having to go with probably one of the best defenders I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? That's how much he was pulling us out the, the mire and So now, everyone's like going, oh, we need Ryan back. Well, of course we need Ryan back. He's, he's a legend. He's a proper good centre-back. There's people who yeah. slag him off at work. At my work going, oh, he's too slow. He's like an old time. I tell you what, if it wanted for him, for those last two seasons in the Premier League, we would have gone down bottom of the league with about nine points if it wanted for Ryan. If it wanted for Ryan, we'd have gone down seven years ago, I think. Well, I don't know then. We, we, I do feel that as well. Well, the thing is, though, we, I always thought who didn't look as good without Shawcross and vice versa. Oh, yeah, they're, good, they're the best partnership I've seen and seen with my eyes in a Stoke yeah. defence. Oh, yeah, question yeah. of a doubt. Yeah, really. The fact is that you go back to this is what I mean about Tony Pulis, where you go, so we go back to him. If Tony Pulis did come back in, which I highly doubt with Skulls in that role, who else is there? They'd come into Stoke now. There's not many. There's, there's nothing there now because we won't look abroad because we, we haven't got a board that's brainy enough to look abroad like Leeds with Bielsa and you know but it's the manager merry go round again isn't it oh yeah Moyes Allardyce Allardyce but, yeah. but I don't think they'd come stoke now so again I, I don't think Allardyce would I don't think he would I don't no. think I think he's liking his new role on on Talk Sport and Sky too much now I don't think I don't think well, we're not going to get Mourinho, are we? <laughs> but, well, he's already said that he's bored of us. He's, I love how he started on Sky Sports as a, as a, what's it, as a, uh, what's it, a weekly guest. And the first thing he said was, yeah, I don't want to be, I want be managing. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 I mean, they say that, but it's like Sam Allardyce, the only reason why he came out again was because Everton came knocking. Now, yeah. for him, that's probably the second biggest club, probably the biggest club he's, he's actually ever, ever managed. So, of yeah. course, that's going to turn his head. But since then, apparently he's been offered jobs and he's turned them down. So well, he turned it down again, didn't he? He turned Castle down again because he rang him about Castle. Yeah, yeah, they want Castle on him, yeah. So, uh, would Sam Allardyce come into a bottom of the league Stoke City team? No, if he's turning down Newcastle United, then he's definitely turning down Stoke. So, Sam Allardyce goes out the window. David yeah. Moyes... There's a chance he might want, but I, I can't see him going from where was his last job, West Ham, to three years ago or two years ago, yeah. to becoming bottom of the league championship manager. Well, well he's got to be not 
Moyes. Well, yeah, he's getting on a bit. Yeah, and I think the best thing for Moyes to do, to be honest, is call it a day or Try it. or become the next Scotland manager. You, you know, just to have a bit of credibility and international. But he's not going to come Stoke. Martin O'Neill is pretty much retired now. So who would you get in? Uh, and I then. See anybody without touting them from another club, and yeah, but they won't come. Like, the reason why Nathan Jones came in was he apparently he liked the owners, but I think he liked Peter. It's a big step up, though, mate, from Luton. I don't think it is, though. I don't, oh, think, I I don't think it is because I mean, he'd come from a team that where the club did everything they could to get him what he what to get him what he needed, and they got it year in, year out. And if you look at their transfer system, it's like they needed a, a cam at one point. They went and got him a cam, the best they could, for how much they had. They're a yeah. better, Luton are a better run club than Stoke are, by a jumping oh, man. God, yeah. If you look at it from the outside looking in, you go, it's a big ground, Premier League training facilities, it's that, it's a big opportunity. Well that's it, I mean, it's a, big, it's a big opportunity for him, and, and it kind of is, because we're, we, we're a big club, but... We haven't got a big board. We haven't got a bit. We haven't got an ambitious board that know what they're doing. Trouble is, Sunderland are the same. Badly run club. Look where they are. Yeah, well, they're a massive club. Well, they are a massive club in League One. They are Sunderland. Well, that's that's the next point I was going to say. That there was a bit of an interview on Talksport, and I can't remember who it was who was on it. And he was actually linking Stoke. I think it was last week the interview came out on Talksport. It was after the Preston game, and they were talking about Stoke. Are Stoke going to be the new Sunderland, but worse, drop even down to Vale's level? And I don't know about that, but you no, can. But you can see it. Yeah. You can see it for two years. We never would have thought that in a million years. But you never know how badly we're being run and how badly we're supporting as managers and making the team tick. I think you can sort of see that drop. Well, the thing is, the amount of money that's being spent on wages at Stoke. If we went down again, I mean, we always said, didn't we, that when we got relegated out of the Premier League, which we'd love to try and keep him, we'll try and keep him, he'll be alright in the Championship, blah, blah, blah. If you go into League One, it'll be an exodus. Everyone will be through the door. So that team that lines up, you won't recognise it. There'll only be a handful who play, like Lindsay and stuff like that, Shawcross, Mark Stay and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is, is you could end up with a squad that is only lukewarm good enough for League One and then if you still got the, the worst morale then you could drop down again it's not out of the question I mean at the end of the day Portsmouth were in the Premier League and won the FA Cup and went to League Two so it's not Bradford it, 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 the thing is people people Hold genuinely them. believe the two big go down well you're not you can go right down if you, if, if, if you want to see you don't run the club properly you're going yeah, well, look, look at Oldham, look at Barnsley, who had stints yeah. in the Premier League. You know, all, yeah. all in the lower league. I know Barnsley have come up this season. You know, there's plenty of teams that have been up in the promised land of the Premier League. I mean, even Charlton, look at... Well, I know Charlton have picked themselves back up recently, but look, they've been in the low ends of English football for the last 10 years because they've been badly run. And yeah. there's, there's no question that Stoke could slip into those same rounds if they carry on. Do you stop the rot and try and sell the club or, or what? It, it, it's it's hard to. I mean, at the end of the day, I think every.
pushed out plan, any realistic would just be happy with us to survive. Oh, now it is, yeah. Now it's just about surviving in this league because, but the, it's about surviving now. And, and and but the thing is, I'm looking at that squad and I'm I'm not seeing anything. That's the problem now. And I can understand why people are talking about League One because there's nothing there. We we don't yeah. we don't look like we're going to score enough goals. I mean, we're getting battered by teams that like Charlton. We got battered by QPR in the bottom ends. Yeah. Preston completely outplayed us, and our budget compared to theirs is probably triple. But still, they're completely out. We we just can't put a fucking team on the pitch. It's managing that money as well, and it's you can you have all the money in the world. Yeah, you can have all the money in the world, but if you spend it badly, you, yeah. you, you might as well just bring it. You, you might. It doesn't matter if you if you buy the bet the a gold plated car horse. It's still not better than a car. And the fact is that the cart also be more. Wage thing's got a lot to do with it, though. Is what? Do you genuinely think if everybody's on roughly the same sort of money at that level, everybody walks in work, you've got a job to do. If you want to stay on that pitch next week, you play well on that pitch. Yeah, well, that's, that comes down to skulls again, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, this is a team that wants to pick Morel off after you know a season. Well, yeah, season and a half of horrendous football where we've pretty much been battered week in, week out. So then we get relegated, but they only offer free contracts to Bowie, Allen and Butland. Yeah. And go, yeah, you can stay on Premier League wages, the rest of you can stay, could have your pay cuts. Yeah. How's that going to pick Moran up? How's that going to no, go, come on, lads, no. come on, lads, are we going to go over that hill? No. Them free can. I'm not. Yeah. So straight away we're, we're at disadvantage. No wonder there's a dislike at the club. Of course it is. It's the same in any business. If there was ten of you doing the same job week in week out from a certain business, and say you had a bloody drop in trade or something, and eight of you had a pay cut, but two of you didn't, but you all did the same job, you'd hate them too. You'd never speak to them again. It'd kill morale. Everyone would stop doing stuff. They'd turn up late. They'd have twice as long for dinner, and production would stop. That's how it works. It works on every side. It's no different than me when I'm at work. I'm the one running around all day, and all of them are sat in the bloody canteen all day. I'd be like, eh, don't think so. If I'm the one working, you can work and all. It, it, it make no difference whether it's a professional football club, or a brickish firm, or a garage, or whatever. It makes no difference, or where you work. Everybody's got to pull the weight, and, have, and if everyone's on roughly the same sort of money, then everybody works just as hard together. Well, because everyone's taking the same sort of money home. I mean, I, I could understand the logic of offering Allen to try and stop him from getting to the Premier League, which is another terrible decision. Should have let him yeah. go back to the Premier League as soon as we got relegated. But the yeah. fact is that we, decided, we thought to ourselves, well, he'll be worth that extra money, and the players will understand, because everyone said it, Alan Shearer said it. Alan Shearer said, when he played for Newcastle, he, he was on the most money by, by a fair amount, and he said that nobody, nobody bothered about it. Like all the other players, Nobby Solano and, and all these. Yeah, but no, that's what I mean. Nobody bothered because they knew he'd score the goals. He was doing yeah. the hard bit. So yeah. everybody else said, yeah, he deserves his money because he's doing the hard bit. He's putting the ball in the net. He's earning his extra money. But when you've got Joe Wait, Allen, when you've got Joe, Joe Allen just running around like an headless chicken with no structure, no organisation to his play, 
you, yeah. you're instantly going to go why is he on more than me I'm a better player why is it, why? And then it not only that Ryan Woods who for me is our best missed him like anything on Saturday he's been our best player since we bought him last season under Rowett under Jones he's our best player he's so com compact and, and so good on the ball so relaxed always seems to be able to find space top yeah. top holding midfielder but it's like that though isn't it like you've just said why is he any more than that no, it's not only that. Why is he looking at that squad and going, how's Jordan Cousins in ahead of me? How's that, how's that, that player that couldn't get in a QPR side? The one who's never played in a holding midfield role professionally before he joined Stoke. How's he in that role before me? He, every time the ball goes to him, it's like it's like somebody's passed him a, a pipe, you know, bowling ball. It's been in a mould. It's like, get rid of it, get rid of it. He, there's no composure to him. You can see that I, I, after day one, first match against QPR, I saw Jordan Cousins goes, he's not good enough. Yeah, straight away. Straight away. After, you only need one game with him because you can tell. It's, he's not good enough. I mean, we're supposed to go into the Premier League with Jordan Cousins. You better yeah. start, you better take that out of your mind. And then... Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not up to it to me. It, it, I can't it, And I mean, all these people are coming out now in the press and really hitting Stoke hard now. And... Finally, it's it's being said these players are coming out and finally coming out and saying saying what needs to be heard. Glenn Johnson, I think, I class him as a bit of an hero now. Mate, we're a laughing stock at the moment. Oh, no, we are. We are. I want coach to hear it. And I want coach you know, to hear it you know, and finally get. You know, well, do you know on Saturday, uh, Leeds goalkeeper had more touches of the ball than any other Stoke player. See, that's pathetic. No, <laughs> if they weren't like touches then with his hands, I mean, with his feet. I mean, We watched it, didn't we? The way, the way. And I'll tell you what. When did we leave? Was it the 65th minute, 66 minutes? Yeah, that, it's very it. rare I do that. The only other time, yeah. the only time we've gone before before 60th minutes before was when we played Everton under Mark Hughes when we were three 0 down uh, at half time. You were drenched, though, weren't you? It, it, it was, but it was wet, and I thought I'm not having this because we were sat at the front, just front as well. So I said I'm not having this. I'm going. But that was just. I've had enough of this. And I'm, yeah. I'm simple. I'll be. I'll be honest. I don't want to be on like. We're, we're trying not to be downhearted and miserable, but how can you not be? There's no way we can sit here and go, oh, everything's brilliant, everything's going to turn around, because we're not seeing any, any avenues at the moment. Every avenue you're looking at is blocked. Because just have a shot and target till the 74th minute. Yeah, and that was that was a one from about 50 yards, wasn't it, that we yeah. just picked up. The fact is right. that there's nothing there, and I'd love to be positive. I'd love to come on and go. I'd love to have that one week where I go, "We've won! Can you believe it?" But at the moment, there is we nothing did positive. And gold on another point, did we? We're singing about Galatasaray. Oh, that's that's happened. absolutely disgraceful. That was that it's really because we we were out at the top. Cause we sit right next to the way end as well, it, right at the top, and we could hear him. And I thought, "You absolute idiots!" They're animals. They're absolute idiots singing about yeah. that. His family could have been in that stand. Yeah, exactly. He, he, and at the end of the day, his kids could have been in that stand. His wife. Yeah, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? I mean, we were still, we were just about not far off leaving school when that happened. And at the end of the day, nobody should go a football match and not come back. And that—that's the truest saying I think you can ever have about football. And a lot of these mindless idiots at the top—they're not even old enough to remember when it happened. 
let alone think about it. Yeah, they weren't, they um, wouldn't have been born. Look at them, they weren't born in them times. Because no, I think it was the 90s once, even when that happened, late 90s. It was 2000, I think it was, mate, yeah. It was um, late. But at the end of the day, it, it's... We all go for what's the same thing. I said this to somebody on, on the championship page. So we all go to watch our football team, whether it be, like you say, Leeds or Stoke or whatever. We all go for, have a bit of banter, don't get me wrong. You go for a bit of banter, have a beer, have a laugh with your mates. Hopefully win a game of football and go home to your families. You don't go for for not come back or for any of that. It's not, not good enough. And, and the thing is, we've seen it before, haven't we? The stewards, the police, yeah, don't get me wrong, they did pull them out on Saturday. But it's tough for something that serious to happen for anybody deal with any of them idiots. Well, I mean, there's, there's one of them with a white shirt on it's an absolute clown every week yeah. he's trying to cause my I watch him every week and he ne he's never watching the match all he does is look at the away end all game going like that come on outside and all this kind of stuff if one of them did take him outside they'd probably kill him with one yeah. hit he's, he's about five foot seven with pro where there's probably more more meat on an eating eating chicken nugget let's be honest it's a good bath as well so hopefully he's chucked out and we won't see him again. Let's be honest. Yeah. Absolute mindless idiot singing that. And, yeah. I, and I, I felt here we go. I mean, especially with how the club is on the pitch and how badly it's been running on the off the pitch, for them fans to start singing that to bring to even more drag our club through the mud. We can't be any lower at the moment as a club, other than getting relegated to Vale's level, which at the moment could happen with how garbage we are. But for them to come out and sing about you know, what was it, be careful of Turks carrying knives. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And it the, really annoyed me. The trouble is, though, it, I always think as well, a lot of these that are singing it, if the, if the dads knew they were singing it, they, they, you know what I mean? They did. If my dad had heard me sing something like that, I would, he'd have disowned you. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I probably think a lot of their lads, their dads will as well. Well, I don't know. Do I, know think, I, mean? I think they were kicking off, kicking off with them, weren't they? Kick, well, kicking off, trying to get them back in. Six moves, if you've been brought up that way, then you've probably been brought up by an idiot yourself, haven't you? Yeah, that's probably that's what it normally is, yeah. yeah circle. Mm. So, so anyway, we're not going to put any more discussion on that because I don't think he deserves the airtime. They're idiots, pure, plain and simple. And if, you did, yeah. if there's anyone listening, you did join in. Don't join in again. Don't see. You. Yeah, yeah, it's got to, it's got to stop, hasn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a big for stop racism in football but that's just as bad singing of ill and the dead as well isn't it so yeah yeah that, um, that was just just because we were losing everyone's angry just anything hit them because they're doing well simple as that yeah. you have to you have to accept sometimes that your club's not doing well i've seen i've seen these days before and it's, it's starting to it's reminding me of when i was very young at the time in 96 95 96 and after Lou McCarty left and everything started falling apart at the club and, and I can remember all the fans were getting dead frustrated with, with Coates and he wasn't because he, he was he was getting lots of money for players and not putting it in the club and you know I'm, I'm afraid it's happening again it's, it's, it looks like to me it's happening again Toxic is the only word to describe Stoke at the moment it, it? It, every, every, but there's no good there's no good linchpin at all like if you look at other, other clubs, there's always something good coming out. Like even when Portsmouth dropped down to League Two, they still had that fan 
that fan uh, whatever it was corporation to try and buy the club and they were getting up for it and all that kind of stuff they're in such bad way but look at them now they, they missed out just missed out on well two years well, running not, just missed out on promotion well, we're still having 20,000 gates in league two <laughs> yeah yeah so, it says a lot about the club doesn't so it really? it says a lot I mean that's going to be interesting as well in the next couple of years are we going to be dropping down to horrendously low low grounds and it's, it's going to be quiet everywhere and all that stuff because it will happen because the fact is I, I'm not being entertained most of the fans who go aren't getting entertained and you can see why they're, they're avoiding because yeah. the simple fact is that the club's not being run right managers are getting thrown under the bus and it's not fair on Jones because he's a talented young manager and he's, he's just been thrown under the bus by the owners the fact fans are turning on him blaming him because I mean what else can he do People he can't keep, do anymore, can he? People can't. Keep, saying, keep saying on the buzz and all this, like he's out of his depth, he doesn't know what he's doing. Because he hasn't got the players that he, he's used to and needs to work with. If you I look, look at any manager. Yeah, you look at Pep Guardiola. If you give Pep Guardiola 10 players he didn't want and he, and he, was, he told him build a team, he wouldn't be able to do it. The reason right. why he takes on these clubs like Man City and Barcelona and Bayern, because they've got the money to give him what he needs and what he yeah, wants. He won't do it at Stoke. He won't do it at Stoke. No, he wouldn't. He, he, the fact is, you're asking a manager to change the way he he sets up and plays because you haven't bought him the right players. There's a big difference. If Pep Guardiola walked through Stoke's door tomorrow, he'd want rid of every single player and he'd bring his own players in and it'd be, you either do as you're told or just walk straight back out of it. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, because he's such a, such a high class of manager, He'll bring in exactly who he wants and do exactly what he wants. And that's the way you... Don't me wrong, you've got, I know you can't give manager all the trust in the world, but at the same time, if you come in with all big ideas and then the manager goes, the owners say, no, we can't do that. You can do that, but you can't do that. You can do that, but he's got to stay and that's got to... You can't change that. Then it, it's like, it's not your baby anymore, as it's, it's like, I've got all this ideas for change this club. And you're sort of vetoing me here and there. And I don't see that happening with the likes of Mourinho, Guardiola, Klopp. It'll be run how he wants. You can tell that Man City is Guardiola's baby. Yeah, Klopp that, Liverpool. That's, that's how clubs are run. That's how, yeah. good, that's how good clubs are run. You bring in a manager with his style and you give him everything you can. You go, right, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. But for Stoke, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll, oh we can't afford that, but we'll... McLean, he, he can fit in that role, can't No, no, get out of my face. Where's my left wing back? Yeah. You Don't start arsing about because you give him... Don't blame me because you give him three years. You give him a four-year contract. Don't blame me and make... I've got make make do with him because you made a mistake. Yeah, you're getting worse now because I'm, I'm going to start putting hashtags in a minute about coats out, but... <laughs> the fact... Listen, mate, when we... Today, when I was thinking about stuff we talk about on the pod... There was nothing I could think of. I mean, they've even got rid of mayonnaise downstairs. Oh, God, it's, that's, <laughs> it, that's it now. Get him out. I've had enough of it. No mayo. He's got rid of mayonnaise. <laughs> Probably too, do you? Cut back. Cut back. That's how some players we're not having mayonnaise no more. <laughs> so, if, we get, if we get rid of the mayonnaise, boss, we can get Duffy on loan. Because yeah. cause all of a sudden we become Millwall and skint, even though we have we've never spent any money. Like I say, I just 
don't see. I can't. I can't. I'd love that for everybody who listens to the pod. Say there was one bit that was positive. I just don't know what what we could talk about positive. I'm trying. I'm trying to think to see if there is anything positive, but there isn't. This the team's garbage. The I, I just can't think of one at all. And you just. I, I mean. And the thing is, if they don't stop the rot too, the clubs plummet so quickly. You blink and you're in League Two. And that's how quick it can happen in cities. I mean, I was at Blackpool yesterday with the family and a part of Blackpool's football ground car park and I thought these were in the Prem once as well. Do you know what I mean? And they and they looked like they could have gone places and it didn't really work out but they've plummeted aren't they massively and, and at the end of the day Blackpool's not a small club either not really is it well it is really it's got history though it, it, it has it? got bits of history with Stanley Matthews and all in Arfield but who's it didn't Tom Finney play there as no, well no he was Preston Finney he was Preston yeah I thought he was one of them up that way there's yeah, a statue outside of that. There's a statue outside. Oh, that's, it's, that'll be Fingy, won't he? Is he uh, that's got to be Arfield, aren't it? Arfield, Arfield, whatever his name is. But like I say, I mean, there's another Premier League club that went to League 2. Yeah, it's that simple. And fans might not want to hear it and go, no, it won't happen. It's not it won't happen, it can happen. That's the thing. It's not a matter of going, it won't happen to Stoke. It's a matter of it can happen. Because as daft as it is, you're only two years away from League Two if you don't sort this out now. That's how that's how realistic it is. Well, I mean, within two, within two years you can be playing League Two football. The realistic fear is that we could end up in League Two because if we get relegated with the players we've got on the wages they've got, they'll all go. No, I don't think I don't, I don't think they will because they're on too much money. It's like if you look at those kind of players now. I mean, Joe Allen I think's got three years left in his contract, at fifty odd grand a week. We can't afford play players fifty odd grand a week in the in the chat in League One, and he, he won't go because he was getting buying. No one's getting ten would be your eyes, wasn't it? Ten twenty tops. Yeah, so I mean, if we get relegated to League One, it'll kill Stoke. I mean, we're not yeah. we're not far off hitting the financial problems at the moment. I mean, it, there's a lot of fans who are coming out and saying, well, we've got parachute payments this season. I'm not sure if it's 60 or 80 million, but we've got a lot of money this season. And yeah. what we've done is, because we spent all this money last season on that, we've used this year's uh, budget. And basically, we had one season. And if we didn't go up, that was it. They were going to use yeah. the parachute payments to cover the costs of the mistakes of last season. So, so now we've literally become a mid-table championship side. Well, Done. It's Done. not even mid-table, is it, at the moment? Yeah, well, I mean, not at the moment. I mean, we're not playing well, but we know where we are now. Simple yeah. as that. And there's no changes. We've got, we've, got, we've got to sort of have a special mention about Bolton because, I mean, they talked today that they could go out of business come Wednesday. I mean, that and they were a big club and they were in the Premier League for a long time. Oh, Bolton. Yeah, well, they've said today that on Wednesday, that's it. Could be game over, no longer existing. And you just think it's not always about what's going on on the pitch, it's what's going on off it. And if they're not getting it right, it's. Well, I mean, the, nobody wants to see a club go out of business, no, no club. I'm not bothered who it is. At the end of the day, every club's got fans and small kids who follow them teams and stuff like that, whether it be in League Two or the Premier League or whatever. And nobody wants to see them go out of business. I mean. Well, I mean, Bolton are one of them clubs where they were well run for years. To be honest, 
they remind me a lot of Stoke now. Because Paul Gorsard, didn't they? But he's died now, hasn't he? Yeah, they were, they were run by Gorsard very well as well. They were very cleverly run. And yeah. very similar to Stoke. I mean, they went up with a very experienced side, but a very with Sam Allardyce as manager. But he got some right coups, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he got, that's what I mean. He was like Stoke when we got Bowian and Shakiri and, and others like that. Bolton were the same. I mean... They got, oh, you got, Joe I mean, yes, what I mean. You got one of the best players I've ever seen in Joe Kiev, playing on the right, playing on the right side for Bolton Wanderers. JJ Kochi, who was a steal, he was still in his twenties when he went Nicholas to. Elke. Yeah, Nicholas and Elka went there. They were, but well, I mean, from looking at the finances, it's Nicholas and Elka that's killed them because yeah. it cost them, I think, over a hundred grand a week to get him through the door. Plus, I think a nine million pound fee at the time was still a lot of money. Yeah. And they basically couldn't they couldn't afford it. Gorsard's money ran out, and the bill the, the loan debt just got higher and higher and higher, and, and now it's crippled them. And yeah. to be honest, I think Wednesday that'll be the end of a great club and Bolton Wonders. But that's another thing that I, I remember when we were in the Premier League, um, when Blackburn was still in the Premier League, and talking to a couple of Blackburn fans outside the Orvis and they said to me. The biggest problem up that northwest is everybody supports Man United at the time. And the thing is, it affects the clubs on the outskirts of Manchester as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course it does. It's like, if you look yeah, at Bury. Well, there's a lot of Man United fans in Stoke. Oh, yeah, yeah. But so, the, how bad is it in Blackburn? Bolton? How well, bad is it in the worst, The worst thing that'll hit, the worst thing that's hit Greater Manchester is the rise of Man City. Because Stockport yeah. have died. Oldham are dying, Bury are nearly yeah. dead. Um, Stockport, did I say Stockport? I think Bury have been bought out, haven't they? Yeah, but it won't, it won't last. Because no. they won't pay the debt off. They just get in there to. Very close to Manchester, isn't it? Very, very close to Manchester. Oh, yeah, basically, Bury were hit hard with the rise of Man United in the 90s. And then they hit hard by ITV Digital, they hit a lot of um, Greater Manchester clubs very hard. And but the problem is they, they were just starting to recover. Oldham were getting up to close to the championship, and then all of a sudden the rise of Man City happens. So another juggernaut of Man City comes out of nowhere. In Manchester comes out of nowhere. I mean Stockport nearly collapsed into playing against Kidsgrove Athletic and Leek because of because of Man City becoming a big club. Well, the ironic thing though, when I was working at Stockport a couple of years ago. As you're coming into Stockport near Stockport's ground, there's a digital sign that says, Be aware of Etihad traffic on Saturdays as you're approaching Stockport's ground. Yeah. <laughs> that says it all, really, doesn't it? Yeah, Stockport, Stockport County has now literally become Man City. Literally yeah. just become Man City town now. And, and, and basically, Stockport County has just become like our elite town. It's like, yeah. Oh, Man City away, let's go watch Stockport for a game. That's that's what happens. That's what yeah. I said. It's going to happen to Berry. It's going to happen to Oldham. It's going to happen to all of them. Well, that's why I don't think Salford will get as far as they think. No, but I think they will. Well, the, the thing is, Salford are so close to you know, Old Trafford. They're still going to get United fans watching, aren't Well, that's what I mean because it's what Man United run and everything like that. It, it is going to be. It is going to be. So, but Salford are very well run, and they've got a lot of money in that in that board. So, yeah. again, it's another juggernaut that's, well, a team that could be another juggernaut that's going to hit Oldham, Berry and Fingy hard again. Well, 
they had owners before like the class of 92 came in and maybe some of their fans went no it won't work they don't know what they're doing blah 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 well four promotions in five seasons proves that they do know what they're doing yeah yeah of course they do yeah so like I say people have slated me about talking about new ownership at Stoke I'm not saying it will work because let's face it some, some people have changed owners and it has really not worked i.e. Birmingham and a few others where it's it's gone horribly wrong but at the same time if you get the right owners in then it can work like Leicester Bournemouth exactly so it's just a matter of making sure whoever done it has got the right intentions for Stoke and and that's the thing and, it's, it's, and, and to be honest the only other company local to, to us that have that sort of money it's JCB there's no yeah there's not really much else I can see it come in and buy Stoke from around here so Bamford's wouldn't go near it I don't think no well they're richer aren't they they're a lot richer um, than the coach family yeah uh, I I don't know really I mean I'd I'd love to see the Bamford's come in and take over but because they're good businessmen as well they've always been good businessmen right from the beginning you don't see many problems with JCB. There's always diggers being sold. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, but yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people I know where we live that work there, and they never see them out of work. It's always busy, so yeah. Um, and they, like you say, they've got sites all over the place, aren't they, JCB? It's, yeah, it's a, it is a big company. Yeah, um, it helps the area as well as JCB's everywhere in in Staffordshire, isn't it? So they're, they're yeah. probably a bit. Really, there's not much more you can sum up that we're really stoked this week, is it? No, we, we've been garbage this week, and with that, this week we aren't going to do a Hall of Fame and shame because we've gone, we're going a lot, a lot longer this week. Uh, gone an hour and a half this week. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we've got quite a lot off his chest this week. So, <laughs> plus, plus, I can't be bothered. I feel, I feel that down. That I think you should just, if we're going to do shame, just the entire Stoke team, <laughs> all of them, shame. <laughs> Trouble as I think if you did fade him, I'd start having a tear in my eye at some point going, Oh, can you remember when he <laughs> scored that goal? <laughs> can you remember when you scored with James O'Connor? I miss him. No, come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, it's it's one of them this week. Uh, everyone's down, everyone's annoyed. It's been nice weather though, I'll say that. It's been been lovely the last couple of days. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, like I say, when you ever go to Blackpool and been able to sit on the beach? Uh-huh. Well, I've been going to Blackpool for a kick, huh? Uh, I've oh, yeah. been there for years. That's cool. Ever since, ever since I went in that water and got a Johnny on my eye. Don't talk to me. Oh, I've got a sad It's melting. Well, we have got one special fact, haven't we, this week? Doc Magazine gave us a copy of this this month's Oh, yeah, yeah. thanks to Duck Magazine for giving us a one. And we're hoping we're hoping get a... Bunny is it? Who runs it? We're hoping to get him on. Maybe once, once if we can get hold of him. If anybody knows him, who's listening, just tell him we'd like to get an interview and get him on the show. Because you know we've had Bryn over the last couple of weeks, and but the interview didn't quite work out. It was it was his first time we did it really, so we, we're going to get him on again, and we're going to get him on a show. I think if we can get hold of him and get things done right, and then we're going to try and get as many of you on as we can. Because we want this to grow and we want you all you to be a part of it. We want you to maybe go, oh God, lads, you never get someone part of podcast next week. We want you on. Simple as that. 
And then, <laughs> hey, come on and have a go at us if you want. I mean, you'll get it back. I'm, I'm very witty. Well, <laughs> the fact is, yeah, we want to hear more from you. We want to, want to get in because at the moment it's it's not good at the moment listening to all the podcasts at the moment wizards who do good stuff and bear pit who do good stuff at the moment we're all we're, it, there's no good thing so we're hoping to get more fans on and, and talk about positive things interview and talk about greatest players and good goals something for you to listen to and go oh i remember that that was brilliant because like i say at the moment there is nothing for us to be positive about so we're, we're trying to bring people on to change that really and bring a bit of positivity back Jokes, aren't we? <laughs> I know, I know. And my jokes, my jokes are blue. I'll be honest. Yeah, bloody no, that. No, you're, you're not that bad. They're just just a bit blue. That's all I can say. You're not that bad. That's that. I've been running for fifteen years. <laughs> Remember them days? Sat there at home, wait, waiting for the scores slowly change <laughs> when it was fresh. <laughs> Bamboozle. Well, that's a new club now in Congleton, isn't it? Which I'm barred from already. Red, yellows, and greens. What's this? Yeah, yeah. I think we've still got something similar now, aren't we? <laughs> right, before we go off on some other tangent, let's bloody wrap it up. Right, thanks for listening, everybody. You know where we are by now. We're on social media, we're on everything now. Uh, you know where to, you know where find us now on what stations and everything, so. All I can say is I'm sorry about the depression, but there's, there's, no, there's nothing good coming out. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra from me. Ta-ra.